I wonder tonight if you have a Bible with you. We invite you to turn with us, please, to the Old Testament Scriptures, and way back to the Old Testament prophet of Jeremiah, the prophecy of Jeremiah, and Jeremiah chapter 8. And I've been preaching at a few harvests over the past few weeks, and we're very thankful uh, for the Lord's hand upon us and for journeying mercies as we've traveled around uh, preaching at the harvests. And it's always good to be in the harvest service. And as we've been thinking already about giving thanks to God for his goodness, even at his provision for us. And there are many, many uh, passages of scripture uh, that we can take for the harvest because much is said about the harvest in the Bible, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. There are many, many things spoken about the harvest. But I thought tonight I would preach on what we might call an old faithful harvest text of Scripture. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 8. We'll begin our reading at verse 18 and just read down to the end of the chapter. Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 18. When I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Amen. May God bless to us the public reading of his precious word. Perhaps we could just stand together and we word of prayer and ask God's blessing upon the preacher. We'll just stand just to change your position. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank thee again tonight for all thy goodness to us, for thy presence already with us. We thank thee tonight for the word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And our Father, we pray now as we turn to its sacred page, that, O God, thou wouldst bless thy word to our hearts. We thank thee, Lord, again for the word of God. We thank thee, Lord, for the inspired, the infallible, the inerrant word of the living God. And we just pray now, Lord, you'll bless that word. Bless every hearer, we pray. Bless the preacher. Bless preacher and hearer alike. Amen. And speak to us, Lord, through thy word. And should there be one without Christ, O God, may they come to know him whom to know is life eternal. Be with us now, Lord, as we wait on in thy presence. For we ask all these things in the Saviour's name and for God's eternal glory. Amen. 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 Now, in verse 20 of Jeremiah chapter 8, the Word of God says, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. You know, it's possible for men and women living out in the countryside, understanding all the ins and outs of the harvest and the harvest season. And if someone was to say to them, Well, you know, we had a bit of spell of bad weather, but thank God the harvest was saved and all is well. And they know exactly what they're speaking about and they're 
talking about the, the harvest has been gathered in and all is well. That was not the case. Then the crop would have been left on the field, left out to rot and to die. And yet it's possible to understand that. And yet as far as our soul is concerned, our immortal soul that will live on for all eternity, either in heaven with Christ or in hell without him. When people speak about being saved, sometimes people greet that with a sneer or look down upon you, as it were, in pity, as if there was something wrong with you and you just couldn't really understand the things of this world and the philosophies of this world and the, the, the world views that men and women have today. But all through the scriptures, the Bible reminds us of the necessity for men and women, boys and girls, to be saved by the grace of God. And in this verse here in the book of Jeremiah, we were reading about a time when Jerusalem had been besieged, when the enemies had come against the holy city of Jerusalem, and they were besieged right around and they were in a time of trouble. Now in those days there was a faithful prophet of God. His name was Jeremiah. And Jeremiah walked amongst the people. And as he walked to and fro amongst the people, he witnessed to them about the word of God. And he preached unto them the word of God without fear or without favor. When God called Jeremiah to the prophetic office, you remember that Jeremiah thought, I cannot speak for I am but a child. God says, say not that you're a child. But God says, I have put my words in thy mouth. And God says to Jeremiah, before I even formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And uh, before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. So God says, Jeremiah, I have ordained you. I have sent you forth. I have called you to be my witness. And as you walk amongst the people, you witness to them and you tell them the words that I give you, the words that I give you, you speak to them. And Jeremiah did that. He walked. He witnessed. Verse 1 of chapter 9 says he wept. He says, Oh, that my head were waters and mine eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Jeremiah was a man with a burden for his people, for his nation. He loved them. And he longed them to come into a personal and vital and saving relationship with Jehovah God. But the people didn't like his message. And Jeremiah was beaten. He was cast into the dungeon. He gave a word to be given to the king. Sent that word. The king just tore it up. And the people, they thought, Jeremiah, we don't like your message. It's too strong. It's too straight, it's too solemn, it's too serious. 
And, and there are other people and there are other preachers and they are saying there's peace. Peace. But God says there is no peace. And the people said, we, we, looked, we looked even to Egypt for help and they were sending to Egypt, but now they lament and they look at the passing of time and they say the harvest has passed. The summer time of opportunity is past and has ended and we are not saved. Beloved tonight, when I read about those words of the people in their situation in the city of Jerusalem, it was besieged by a foreign force and a foreign power before the people were carried away into the land of captivity. Those words are very solemn. We are not saved. I see there a frightening confession. Here's the men and women to whom Jeremiah witnessed. Here's the people over whom he wept. Here's the people before whom he walked an exemplary life as a prophet of God. And their cry is, we are not saved. And that's a frightening confession. You know, the Bible says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, O Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart, thou shalt be saved. Thank God for every believer and every man or woman who confesses Christ as their Lord and Savior. The world might laugh, the people may mock, uh, people may think this is a peculiar thing, uh, you're a, a religious fanatic of some sort or another, but when you're saved, the Bible says you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, and you're saved. But here's the people, and their confession is, we are not saved. Many times over the course of the ministry of the Word of God, I've talked to men and women, sometimes in hospital, when they're set aside in sickness, sometimes in their own home, sometimes at a time of bereavement or trouble or crisis in their life. And it's a wonderful thing when a man or woman in the providence of God, in those circumstances, they turn and seek the Lord while he may be found and they call upon him while he is near. And that's a wonderful and a blessed thing. And they are saved. Amen. But you know, I have to look back, and if the Lord spurs me to the 15th of December this year, I'd be 50 years as an ordained minister of our presbytery. And we were preaching around our churches as a student, and before that, and in the open airs, and children's meetings, and all the rest of it. But there were some times in the ministry when you've been sent for and asked to go and speak to someone. And I remember a lady in Portadown asked me to speak to a friend of hers. And at that time, I wasn't married. I was living in Belfast. I was a student minister in Portadown. And it happened, it so happened that the person she wanted me to speak to only lived a few streets away from where I lived. Remember going to see that man. And that man had cancer. And the cancer had affected his throat. 
And I went into the home and his wife and family were there made me welcome. But you know, when I started to read the Bible and talk about the things of God, that man rose up off the bed and all he could do was to growl and to, to signal me to get out because he wanted nothing to do with the gospel. Had he been able to speak properly, he would have said, I'm not saved. I'm not saved. That's an awful tragedy when you speak to men and women and maybe it's coming to their last opportunity. As far as they're concerned, the day of grace is running out. And they still say, I am not saved. Now that's a frightening confession. And you notice that the Bible says here in verse 20 of Jeremiah 8, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. The Bible speaks here about a frightening confession, and that frightening confession is made by a foolish company. It's in the plural. It's the people of the nation. It's the people who turned a deaf ear to Jeremiah. It's the people who would have him stoned. It's the people who had him cast into the dungeon and said, do away with him. We don't need to hear that. And what a foolish company they were. If you read verse 1 of this chapter, it says, At that time, saith the Lord, they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah, and the bones of the princes, and the bones of the priests, and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem out of their graves. And these people from Judah, that part of the kingdom, and Judah means praise. And they ought to have been people who praised and worshipped Jehovah God. They had that privilege. But yet, Jeremiah says here that God is speaking, and God says, even the kings and the princes and the religious leaders, the priests and the men who ought to be preaching the word of God, the prophets and all the people, all the inhabitants, God says, I'm going to deal in judgment with them. And he says there in verse 2, they shall spread their bones before the sun and the moon and all the host of heaven whom they have loved, whom they have served, after whom they have walked and whom they have sought and whom they have worshipped and they shall not be gathered nor be buried. They shall be for dung upon the face of the earth and death shall be chosen rather than life. And God says, here's a people, the people of Judah, and they are privileged. But what did they do? They provoked God, and they worshipped idols. God gave them the commandments. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness that is in heaven above or the earth beneath or the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. God says, for I, the Lord, thy God, I'm a jealous God. God will not give us glory to another. And yet these people and the false prophets and the false priests of the land, they had worshipped the sun and the moon and all the host of heaven. And Jeremiah says, God says, not only did they, they bow down to the sun and the moon and the, all the hosts of heaven, but they loved them and they served them and they walked after them and they sought them and they worshipped them. 
And I think about our little province of Ulster. And thank God for the gospel preaching heritage that we have in this province. And men and women have heard from their earliest days the message of the gospel of Christ and the way of salvation clearly revealed in the word of God. But as one old preacher once said, if you don't stand for the word of God, you'll fall for anything. And that's why today there are men and women getting mixed up in the occult, getting involved with fortune tellers and tea leaf readers and palm readers and all these other things and worshipping the hosts of heaven into astrology. We said about one candidate who was running for the presidency in the United States of America that she had a psychic and the psychic was supposed to put her in touch with a first lady who had died and she would get advice from her. It's a tragedy in this age in which we're living. They provoked the Lord. They, verse 9 reminds us there, the wise men are ashamed, they are dismayed and taken low. They have rejected the word of the Lord and what wisdom is in them. God has revealed himself to you and to me in his word. God has revealed the plan of salvation in this book, the Bible. And God has revealed himself and the way of salvation and how you can have peace with God through his son, the Lord Jesus. How you can know for certain that you're saved and you're on your way to heaven and home but men have rejected the word of God, even the so-called wise men. And I wonder tonight as we're in the harvest service and we're so thankful to God for his provision for us temporally, and we thank God tonight for his provision spiritually, wonder as a man or woman, and they have rejected the word of God. They say, oh, oh you know, that's only for the children. That's only for uh, a few people. That's only for some people who, who are near the end of life's journey and let them find some comfort or some solace or some comfort or consolation in the Word of God. But it's not for me. These people say, we're not saved. We looked, they said, to Egypt for help. They thought the Egyptians would come and help them, especially in the summer season when it would be easy for travel and uh, the waters would have assuaged the, the flood waters of the night. They thought that, that the Egyptians, their army would come and save them, but they said no help came. Imagine they had been in bondage uh, their forefathers for 400 odd years in the land of Egypt. They had been made to be slaves and yet they would turn to Egypt. And Egypt in the Bible always speaks about this world. And you see, men and women, if you reject the word of God and if you don't go God's way, then you're tempted to go by what this world says. And you're looking for satisfaction in this world and you're looking for peace in this world and you're looking for joy in this world and the pleasures that this world can give but you'll never find them the pleasures of this world 
the Bible says only lasts for a season. But at God's right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And the Bible says there in verse 15, we looked for peace, but no good came, and for a time of health, and behold, trouble. Things didn't get any better. And they're crying. And Egypt couldn't help. And the verse 12 says, Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore shall they fall among them that fall. In the time of their visitation they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Sometimes we mourn over the state of our country and the laws that are passed that are contrary to the word of God. And we say, isn't it a terrible thing that such things are paraded in public and all these things that God calls sin or an abomination. Jeremiah says in his day, they weren't a bit ashamed. They didn't even blush as they continued on in their sin. Verse 12 reminds us, neither could they blush. They fall, their time of their visitation, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. See, they, they persisted in the way they were going. And the Bible speaks here about a, a frightening confession that is made by a foolish company. And let me just close by reminding you that the Bible speaks here about a fearful conclusion. It says the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. See, as far as these people were concerned, they had the opportunity to trust God. They had the opportunity of hearing the word of God through God's faithful servant, Jeremiah. But they didn't avail themselves of the opportunity. They didn't put their faith and trust in God. They went for the sun and the moon and the stars and the hosts of heaven. Verse 5 says, Why then is this people of Jerusalem slidden back by a perpetual backsliding, they hold fast to deceit, they refuse to return. And verse 6 tells us in the middle of the verse, What have I done? Everyone turned to his course as the horse rusheth into the battle. Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth their appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. God says they're like the battle horse, the horses that were used in the field of battle. And as it were, when they were given the order and uh, the rider would move them to go into the middle of the conflict and the arrows would be flying and the spears and the swords and the noise of the conflict, but the horse would go straight ahead, completely oblivious to it all, just going forward at the command of its rider. God says, my people are a bit like that. They're heading on to destruction. But he says, look, even the stork in the heaven knows her appointed times. 
Even the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. Isaiah used similar words under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. He says, the ox knoweth his master's crib and the owner's stall. But my people do not consider. And so there was a fearful conclusion. The enemies came. They had besieged Jerusalem. Many were slain on the streets. And those who were not slain were taken away into the land of captivity. But spiritually speaking, in God's harvest, in God's harvest time, the Bible says he is coming, the Lord Jesus Christ. His fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly purge the floor, the threshing floor. And he will gather the wheat, the saved, the people of God, into the heavenly garner and they are saved. The crop will be saved, as it were. The good seed of the word of God that liveth and abideth forever, sown faithfully, will bear fruit and women will come to Christ. And they will be saved in that day yet to come. They'll be home in heaven with Christ for all eternity. But those like this foolish company, with all their privileges in Jerusalem, the temple, with the priesthood, with the law, with all their provocation of God, with their idolatry and their persistence in it, they will be lost out of Christ, without a Savior, with no hope. Our refuge nigh. Can it be, O blessed Master, one without thee dares to die? Dear friend, it's a harvest time. The summer has ended. Is this your testimony tonight? I'm still not saved. You know, whether it's a harvest or a birthday or Christmas, or Easter, with the passing of the seasons, we are recording a passage of time and the opportunity may go. Time may run out for some dear man or woman, even within the hearing of her voice. That's why we plead with you in the Saviour's name Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, but come tonight and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your own and personal Savior. Then you'll be able to say, that was my testimony. I wasn't saved, but thank God now I am saved by the grace of God and through the precious blood of Christ. We're your servants for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. And if we could help you in any way to come to Christ, friend, please don't go away from our meeting. Stay even while folks are having a cup of tea. Come and tell us of your need. And let's open this book, the Bible, and show you from God's word, God's way of salvation, that you might be able to leave the meeting saying, thank God I have found the Savior. I've come to know the Lord of the harvest. The Lord Jesus Christ is my own.
and personal Savior. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and hand a meeting back to Reverend David McLaughlin.